0: What a joy that we can lean on the mighty arm of Jesus, how grateful we are for His provisions and what all He grants unto us, and the promise as read earlier from our lesson text, that though the inward man perish, or the outward man perish, the part I want to note is the inward man is renewed day by day. If there's ever a time that we need to be renewed, it is now. And through these series of gospel meetings, we hope that we can do so because as with me and my wife, our family matters and your families matter. How thankful we are to consider this subject, this theme that we're going to do through Wednesday night. Thank you especially to Carl and Sean and John for their invitation through Relan, and I'm grateful Whenever I am invited somewhere and someone on behalf of the elders invite me, I always want to seek out the elders and thank them personally because that's a big trust upon Relin to invite me. And so uh, if you're pleased with what I will bring forth, be sure you thank the elders. If you don't like what I bring forth, you can talk to Relin about that. (laughs) I'm appreciative of the faithful men in attendance today. The daddies, the husbands. Believe you me, brothers, there are times that you need renewed. There are times that you get weary, and you're men, and a lot of times you hold it in and you put a lot of burden upon yourself. Your family matters because, according to the Bible, In God's plan, you as husbands and daddies matter. Studies of the world have shown that the lack of a father in a household contributes to juvenile delinquency. And when you survey a lot of men and women that are in trouble today, it's because they miss the father figure in their life or their father's. That's what the world has come across and has shown in various studies that the Bible has affirmed all along. Years and years ago, the denominational world had a drive for a promise keepers. And there were conferences all over the country where men would gather together A lot of times we hear of ladies' days, and that's nice, but you don't hear a lot of men's days. I'm grateful for a lot of family retreats and family events that will focus on the husband and the daddies and what he needs. I want to ask the men in this audience, brothers who Maybe you lost your spouse. I know you still miss her. She made you what you are. But your life is not finished. There are other men in this audience with their spouses that watched you with your spouse. And that takes care and how you took care of her And you are still a good source of wisdom for these younger men. And men reach out to them and sit down and talk with them. Have a cup of coffee and sit down and talk about them and their wives and learn what will help you with your wives. Young men who are not married and not even thinking about it in your teens, your early 20s, I want you to learn from the men here at Center Grove. I want you to seek out their advice when you find that right one. I want you to talk with them and learn from them. And when they give you a piece of advice, you be sure to listen. Oh, I know the woeful stories of men and their decisions. I know how work comes before family. The language that men use is not the best. They're dishonest in their dealings. They're unfaithful to their wives. But I submit to you there are fine and good men that far outnumber that all they need is a little help along life's way. They're striving. They're trying to do the will of God. They want to be the men God wants them to be. Brothers, I want to encourage you, according to Galatians 6, 9, Don't you be weary in well-doing. In due season we shall reap if we faint not. You keep on keeping on. You strive to grow, to learn, and things will come forth this morning, I hope, will be of help. And also I realize in an assembly such as this, when a gospel meeting begins that a lot of times folks will come that you have not seen in a while. Now let me preface this from the front. If you snicker a little bit, that's all right. Nobody put me up to say this. Nobody has caught me, not Relling, not the elders, and say, listen, while you at it, point it. No, 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 nothing like that. So I don't know. I can tell you this. I got a little bit of age on me. I grew up in the church, and I've learned, and I kind of know what's going on a little bit. And in gospel meetings, a lot of times, people will come who have not been in a while. And you're coming because you haven't been here in a while. You might be coming just to eat. But you're coming because you've probably been thinking, you know what? I've let this old world have me long enough, and I need to get back to the church where my best life was lived. I've also learned through the years that the faithful wife might have that husband who is as good a fella as you'll ever find. He's hardworking. He's honest. But he needs a closer walk with God. He's trying to solve too much on his own. Brothers or friends, you don't need to renew. You need to repent. Life is tough enough as it is. And God provides for His husbands and His daddies to be provided with everything they need. And you don't need to live another day by coming every now and then with your wife. You need to come with her all the time And you need to grow as God would have you to grow. Now, I'm not calling out anybody. But I'm going to be talking about husbands this morning. And wives tonight. That's going to cause a whole lot of cutting eyes at one another. Maybe elbowing one another. Or maybe that move she has. Uh Uh-huh, you heard that, didn't you? So like I said, folks, I grew up in the church. Now, I'm going to tell you, if I see any of that from this pulpit, I'm going to ask you to stand up and stand through the rest of the sermon. I'm just kidding, but I scared you for a minute, didn't I? I would say this, maybe it will prompt you to talk about these things later. Husbands, maybe your wives could change some attitude she's got to help you be a better fellow. And husbands, maybe you need to change some attitude to help your wife be a better wife. And maybe the youngins, boy, I love to preach somewhere where I can use youngins and people are cultured enough to know what I mean. Maybe the youngins are not necessarily the problem. Maybe they need a better example before their mamas and uh, their daddies and mamas need to be a little better example before them. But yet, young people, don't forget you've got a responsibility to obey that parent and to do what God wants you to do. All we can do is start a little at a time. Let's start with the men through whom God has brought forth to be the leaders. The first individual he created was adam and he charged adam and he told adam the kind of individual that he expected of him god had a wonderful relationship with his son adam the father and son consider with me husbands daddies you matter your families matter let's renew our responsibility Back to Genesis 2 and verse 15, God gave man the responsibility of dressing and keeping the garden. Due to man's sin that entered the world in Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, the work and the responsibility became harder and became more of a trouble. Work with the sweat of our brow. Yet there are some good things about work. In Ephesians 4.28, rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may give to him who needs. Work is good, especially when you love what you do, and we all should. Years ago when I was in the secular business world, I attended a seminar, one of those motivating seminars, and the speaker, his first name was Rocco, rather interesting speaker. And he was a little bit animated, if you will, in his speaking. And I can see him just as plain as when I was sitting there listening to him. And he looked at the audience and he said, Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in a job that you are absolutely miserable and unhappy, get out of it. I can still see him throw that arm. Get out of it. It's not worth it. You're hurting. Your work is hurting. Your family is hurting. We should love what we do. And it's often been said, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. But to look at our responsibilities and our work, that God has opened a door for us with that responsibility. In 1 Timothy 5 and verse 8, we're reminded, If any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own household, he's denied the faith, and he's worse than an infidel. Providing for his own, meaning to think beforehand. We think, well, I'll work, bring home the check, give it to her. No, no, that that may be true in your life. But providing for his own means thinking beforehand and looking over everything. Thinking about work plans, irresponsibility, evaluating what we do. A promotion might be good. The money might be better, but if it pulls you away from family, it's slowly going to hurt you. If you are in a work that you're miserable and there's other opportunities, you're going to allow your family to suffer and hurt because of your unhappiness. What else did he say about working? Denying the faith. If we fail to provide for our own, if we simply do nothing, then nothing is going to be the end result. There is something about work and our responsibility that is a good thing. Gentlemen, you may be the one through your job to reach somebody else with the gospel message. He had an apprentice with him, this brother in Christ, this erring brother actually, had an apprentice working with him that began to ask him questions about the Lord's church. Although this man was not living faithfully, he'd ask that young man for his Bible, and he would talk to him, and he would reason with him to where that young man realized he needed to obey the gospel of Christ, and he did. And That man is Wesley Simons, who served as director of the Tri-City School of Preaching for a number of years. It's a beautiful story. You do not know the impact that you may have In the job where you work, you're providing for your own and you can provide for others. Remember, we give to Him that needs. Good brothers, renew your responsibility. Attitude is so important in your work. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify God. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. And when we're not able to manage our responsibilities, then we come home with a bad attitude. And guess who gets the brunt of it? Those that do not deserve it. I read this once and I liked it. There was a gentleman that lived across the road that watched his neighbor come in from work every day. He looked across the way and he'd wave like neighbors do. And he'd notice that that man would get out of his truck and he'd walk by one of the little bushes or trees there that was a little taller. And he would touch that tree and then he'd go in the house. He noticed him doing that at the end of every workday. And one day he said, You know, it's none of my business, neighbor. I'm just curious. Now, you don't have to tell me. It's probably none of my business. But Why do you get out of your truck at the end of the workday and touch that tree? He said, I don't mind you asking. He said, that bush and that tree right there serves as my trouble tree. He said, when I get home and I've got a long day that's happened, he said, I touch that tree or I hang all my troubles on that tree. They're not going to go in my house. That's work. I'm going to hang my troubles on the trouble tree And I'm going in the house and enjoying my family. They don't deserve that. He said, now when I come out the next morning, they're hanging right there on the tree and I'll pick them up and I'll take them to work with me. Brothers, renew your responsibilities. Be thankful for the work that you do, the attitudes you possess. Number two, your family matters because husbands and daddies matter. Gentlemen, Renew your priorities. Renew your priorities. Seek God first. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Proverbs three five and six. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The things of listed in Matthew six twenty five through thirty two of what God will provide. And then also Colossians 3 and verse 1, if you then be risen with Christ, you are a Christian. You're risen with Christ through him in baptism, Colossians 2:12, Romans 6, 3 through 6. If you then be risen with Christ, seek the things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Seek God first. As I began the lesson, I challenged. If you are living a life that God is not first in your life, husbands and daddies, that's your first move today. If you need to come back and confess sins, we'll pray with you and pray for you. If you've had yet to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, today is your day, you've thought on it, you've pondered on it, you've thought long enough and nothing is going to change and this is your best day and this is the day you've been looking for to obey the gospel of Christ. You believe in God, it's time to repent of your sins. Confess that faith in Christ. Be buried with him in baptism. Well, I got a few things I got to iron out first. Oh, really? So you got yourself into this shape and you think you can get yourself out of it. How noble. You mean to tell me you're going to straighten out everything and then you're going to come to Christ. Did you ever consider why don't you come to Christ and obey the gospel and allow him to to help you straighten things out because you're the one that's got yourself in the mess to begin with and you think you're going to straighten yourself out. You didn't die for you. You didn't shed blood for you and you will not meet you in the waters of baptism but in the death of Christ. If you really want to straighten out life, you want to get things going, then you come to Christ, you respond to Him, you obey the gospel of Jesus Christ and allow Him to renew you, the inward man. And I can guarantee you through His promise and through his word you'll straighten out all those things that you keep using as an excuse and not a reason Amen. now it works brothers it works friends here's a second one seek to preserve your health how about 1 Corinthians 6 19 and 20 I got a little bonus today I find out Brother Tisdale can put up any scripture I want That's pretty good. I like that. Do you see that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20? We're bought with a price. We glorify God in your body and your spirit. I see body. I see body. Gentlemen, seek to preserve your health. When I have to fly, I fly. I like to drive a lot of Seymour. But if I have to fly, it's lengthy. I mean, if it makes sense, you fly. They always tell us in case cabin pressure drops or oxygen's a problem, they're going to drop masks down. You put the mask on you first, and then you can help put the mask on someone else. That's a pretty good little illustration because, gentlemen, you need to take care of your health first, and then that way you can be able to provide and help with your family. Now, I will tell you, when it comes down to health, and when it comes down to doctor and doing things, I am a sissy of the nth degree. If the doctor tells me something has to be done, I am going to do it, and I don't have a problem going to the doctor. Now, I know a lot of people, well, I don't like doctors. All right, now, folks, work with me a minute. Tell me what red-blooded American. Gets up of a morning. Looks outside on that beautiful day. And says, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And I think I'll go to the doctor just for the fun of it. I've had people tell me, Jeff, I don't like needles. All right. Tell me who wakes up of a morning. Red blooded American feeling good. Say, you know what? I think I'll go get stuck today. I got nothing else better to do. Well, folks, I've got to admit Doctors, I mean, you know, you don't necessarily drop by and have coffee with a doctor. They're there for a purpose. Now, I'm going to call this like I see it. Now, women, if you, now, women, if you want to elbow him or look at him, go ahead. Men, we are the world's worst in taking care of our health. Oh, you've been talking to my wife. No, I haven't. But brothers, I'm going to tell you. A man was cutting his yard one day, his wife looked out the window. His health was not the best, outside cutting his grass on a hot, scald in summer day. She stood at the window and she prayed, Lord, please don't let him have a heart attack and leave me here alone. Some years later she told her husband that and he took it serious. We need to seek God first, men, but we need to preserve our health. We need to take care of our health. If there are things that are not right, we need to get them right. We need to make certain that we're at the very best we can be, and sometimes our egos get the best of us. Please notice, if you will, that God gave us our bodies and our lives to the temple of the Holy Spirit and glorify god in your body maybe i'll look at this a little bit more both my grandpas had heart attacks my daddy had a heart attack hardening of the arteries high blood pressure heart trouble all run on one side of my family and then my mama was diabetic and her mama was diabetic and guess who got the gene folks i am a walking disaster My doctor looked at me and said, here's what you need to do, and I have worked hard on it. And last week when I got word that A1C was in a non-diabetic mode, oh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, if any of you run up to me with a piece of pie today, you're going to have prayer with me. I've got to be careful with this, but I can tell you this, I felt good getting that 5.6. Knowing that last Lord's Day, Before I had my test blood drawn, two days later, last Lord's Day, Melissa Birdwell, always a Birdwell, Melissa Birdwell sat down in front of me, the biggest piece of chocolate pie I'd seen in a long time. Hadn't had one in a long time, but old Brother John, it was good. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I told my doctor about it. She said, well, now, you could do that every now and then. I guess that was my then, this is my now, so if I pass, don't be offended. I'm saying this with some jest because I'm trying to lighten something here. Look, brothers, look, men, our family depends on us. And if there's something not right in your life physically, you need to get it taken care of. Let's renew our priorities. Here's the third one. Seek to preserve your marriage. Guard your wife. Consider 1 Peter 3 and verse 7. Husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Keep that in mind. According to knowledge. Honor her. Be heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. Dwell with them according to knowledge, King James Version, or understanding. Heirs together, grace of life. That's sweet. When God joined man and woman together, Genesis 2, 24, men, let's grow in our knowledge of what we are to be about. In heavy weightlifting, a spotting partner is needed. When you bench press a challenging weight, the spotter stands above you for help. And men in marriage, husband and wife, need to spot one another to help carry the loads. Every aspect of Christianity demonstrates love and saving knowledge. And marriage should grow the same To grow in that knowledge. Husbands, the strength, the service, the diligence in prayer, growing in knowledge how to better serve and love your wife. Guard your wives, love her, spoil her, see to her needs, care for her. Talking health, I'm in Mississippi preaching. My wife gets report, things are not looking good with her test earlier this year. Long story short, the spots on the lung, sarcoidosis, it can be addressed, spot found in the kidney, seven, eight weeks ago, they took that tumor out, it was benign. My wife did not have any cancer to start with, but when her doctor, our doctor, saw it, she was very concerned. She walked in, saw my wife after all this was over, and she said, no, cancer, you all must have prayed it away." But I'm going to tell you, when you get news like that, and you start wondering and you start thinking, and she's going to be off work, and she's going to be home, and she's going to need care, now, I love my work with International Gospel Hour, but it will not go before my beloved bride. I canceled appointments. I canceled. I'll, I'll reschedule them. And if the world ends by then, we well, we all go home. Amen. And I took care. I was going to guard my wife. And I won't kid you. I prayed, Lord, don't take her from me. Fellas, there's nothing wrong guarding our wives, loving our wives, spoiling our wives, knowing our wives. What's often said, a husband will forget an anniversary or a birthday one time. Amen. One time. You'll never forget it again. You young boys, you young fellas that are maybe newlyweds, have been married long. Use your sense. You have to use passwords for everything. Just make sure one of those passwords is her birthday and your anniversary. You will not go wrong. You will not go wrong. Husbands, if she brings up something to you three times, listen! There's something about a wife bringing up a... I'm not nagging. No, no. Bringing up something to you three times. I've learned with my beloved bride, Renita, when she brings up something three times and she knows how to bring it up, that third time, I better listen to this. I better pay attention to this. She's my spotter in life. She helps me along. Guard your wives, fellas. Spoil them rotten. Something she loves, do so. Guard your wife. Guard your thoughts. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4, 23. Brother Tisdale, if you would, Mark 7, 20 through 23. What did Jesus teach here? What comes out of a man that defiles him? But what comes out? Look at that third line. Out of the heart of men. Guard our thoughts. Guard what goes in. Because look what comes forth. Those evil things come from within and defile a man. You see that fourth line there? Adulteries, fornications. You know the statistics have shown that about half of you men in here are into internet pornography and you best back off of it. Now, now, let me say this. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just telling you what facts and figures show among religious men guard our thoughts careful what goes in and sometimes folks it pops up when you least expect it have you ever been searching something on a website you go to a site that you think is safe and all of a sudden you find out it's not safe Folks, don't look up whitehouse.com, although I've heard that it's finally been taken away because so many kids were going there researching the president. It's whitehouse.gov to be exact. It was a pornographic site. Guard our hearts, guard our thoughts, what goes in. Notice what? What comes forth. That brings us to the next one guard your words. Careful what you say, men. What may be meant innocently can be taken and indict us in the eyes of others. James 3 warns us of the tongue. Careful. Careful with flirting. She's not your wife. You don't flirt. Guard your actions, men. Lunches. Trips, online, well, she's an old girlfriend. Oh, how many people have reached back on online relationships. I will not friend a woman on Facebook. If she sends me a friend request, I will go from there and I talk about it with Renita. Y'all, look, I'm not telling you stuff to paint a halo on my head and you leave and think, well, he's a goody two-shoes. I'm just telling you of things that I've tried to learn that has helped me help her and help me get to heaven. I will not put a profile picture on Facebook unless it's myself and Renita because I want any woman out there to see who's walking with me and I belong to her. One brother had a girl that was a friend, helping her and taking her places. Not good. Divorce followed not long after. That's not good, y'all. And fellows, it all begins when we get our priorities right. Guard your wife, guard your thoughts, guard your words, guard your actions. And if we keep Christ as the center of our thoughts and our decisions, He will bless us, and those around us will be blessed and strengthened. Because husbands and daddies, you matter because your family matters. The next one is kind of a summary of the two, but I've got to put it by itself. Let's renew our integrity. To have integrity honorable and honestly how about working honorably a few, few texts here ecclesiastes 5:12 the sleep of a laboring man is sweet whether he eat little or much ecclesiastes 9:10 whatever your hand finds to do do it with all your might colossians 3:17 whatever you do in word or in deed do all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god and the father by him Less, let's work honorably. Let's make sure it's honestly to provide things honest in the sight of all men. Romans twelve, seventeen, latter part. I bring forth the idea of integrity because once again people are looking at us, men. In the workplace they're looking at you. Let us be the example of Christ that we follow in his steps. First Peter two and verse twenty one. See, that one didn't take too long because when you look at the first one and the second one, integrity is important. We need to be the kind of men that, if we, that if, somebody, if we tell somebody that a puppy can pull a freight train, we need to hook him up. We need to make certain that our words are carried through, that our handshakes are what they should be, and our words that follow as well. Number four, let's renew our influence. You have influence. We all influence someone. Today, with a dinner on the ground, there is influence. Mm, That's good. Who made that? She did. I need that recipe. You see there, although it's a small, that's an influence. I need to move on that. Well, life is much more important than food. Our influence. How about being a friend and an encourager to all? Showing yourself friendly, Proverbs 18, 24. Surround yourself with good friends who have an impact in your lives, brethren, men, husbands, daddies. Proverbs 27, 17, sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. To spend time with men that will help you. An impact in your life, keep in mind with whom you are with. For 1 Corinthians 15, still preaches good. Evil communications corrupt good manners. To be careful with whom we're around. People may judge us by the way we conduct our lives. As I mentioned, on the job or at work, letting your light so shine before men. I'm reminded of a daddy and his son who had a challenge of the baseball all-star team and how that they raised objection that he was not going to be on the all-star team because of the cost, because of the travel, because of the pulling away from worship. And the tragic part was, on the committee to whom they spoke, was a member of the church that could not understand why they didn't do that. You know, a lot of times when baseball games are going on, I pray for rain if I'm doing a gospel meeting. I pray for rain. I pray for rain to come at 4 o'clock. I do. I pray for rain to come at 4 o'clock to wash the fields out so then the children can be where they need to be at the gospel meeting that night. Yeah, I pray for it. I'd pray for lights to go out, basketball game. Oh, I'd pray for all that stuff. I enjoy a good football game as anyone. I enjoy watching the Titans, but when it's on, I'll get to it if I get to it. If I don't, <laughs> they ain't going to wait on me. Why should I wait on them? It's a sport, which sometimes seems to become a religion in and of itself. Young man, you might be the best baseball player in the world. But the odds of you going pro are not that great. But the odds of you are going heaven or hell is 100%. You make the choice. Daddies lead the way. David Murrow wrote a book years ago called Why Men Hate Going to Church. And the word hates in capital letters. On page 47, he had this observation. He said, when a mother comes to faith in Christ, the rest of her family follows 17% of the time. But when a father comes to faith in Christ, the rest of the family follows 93% of the time. That's astounding. I've seen similar figures within the Lord's church of the influence of the husband or the daddy. Your family matters because husbands, daddies, men, you matter. Let's make certain our responsibilities, our priorities, our integrity, our influence is God wrapped and Christ led through His Word. Now tonight we're going to talk about wives and mothers, tomorrow night children. We want to address every avenue of the family. And when you really get to the very end of it, there's one answer. And that is God and His plan makes us better and makes our families better. I know you have this on camera and all. Can I step down? All right. Daddies, especially, but everyone listen to me a minute. I get into the invitation because it's the most important part. I don't worry about songbooks coming out of pews. I don't worry about anything. This is vitally important. This may be the last invitation you'll ever hear. I'm not trying to guilt trip you, twist your arm, affect you in any way. This is some serious business. God has provided for us to be the very best that we can be. He does that each and every day. Hallelujah. Praise Jehovah. My Jesus, I love Thee. Songs that encourage us to pull us closer and you're singing and you're coming together and to look at this crowd with a mixture of aged and young and littles. I can take you to a lot of places in which they have what you've got. I love hearing the natives be restless. And if one has to go out, just bring him back in. Husbands and daddies, this one's for you. There is nothing wrong with a man admitting fault. There's nothing wrong with a man admitting sin. There's nothing wrong with a man saying, I need prayers on my behalf. Because he's got got to have all the strength he can to lead his family. There's a world out there that will take our families apart. And husbands and daddies, we are to be God-wrapped. Christ-led, physically corn-fed, raised right, guaranteed not to splinter, split, bust, or break, and stand with what God has provided for us. And if you go out any of these doors today without prepared and having your life where it needs to be, I'm going to be very gracious yet straight. You ought to be ashamed of yourself because you're not getting the answer in life. You're not getting it. If you need prayers on your behalf, brother, you may not be sinning at all. You may be struggling. You may say, I need some help. We'll pray for you. You see, in the Lord's church, we don't cast stones at people who respond to the invitation. We lift them up on the rock. We don't cast a stone. We lift upon the rock, which is Christ. This stands for any of us who need to obey the gospel of Christ. But to you husbands or you daddies, you want to do the one thing that will lead, begin to lead your family to where you can make a greater difference in all that you do. You believe in God, wonderful. But the devils believe in tremble, James 2:19. Will you come today and confess that faith? I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Would you confess that? Would you make that known? Would you let us know that that is the most important thing to you and make that confession like Peter did in Matthew 16, as the eunuch did in Acts 8, as Jesus commanded in Matthew 10? To confess him as the Son of God, the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, verse 10. Would you do that? And then let's take that sin-sapped old man of sin... And let's crucify him. Let's put him to death. Let's get him out of your life so your life can be better. Let's get him off. Let's get the oxygen mask on so you can help others. And what we'll do this very hour is we will put you in the waters of baptism for those sins to be washed away, for you to be added to His church, for that old man of sin to be crucified, Romans 6, 3-6, to have every sin washed away, Acts 22, verse 16, to be raised to walk in newness of life. And man, you'll be leading your family. You'll be the husband that she has probably prayed and longed for. And you will be the daddy that your youngins need. And you can't bear it alone, fellas. you got good men here, good brothers to help you. And if you need to obey the gospel of Christ, that's your first move. If you need prayers on your behalf, we stand here willing and able. This invitation is to any and all. But we've got some husbands and daddies that need strengthened and need help.